0: Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host and today's episode is a solo one, but one that I feel like you guys would love to hear from me because I was looking at some of the podcast topics I've had on solo-wise and I haven't really talked about jobs and networking and just kind of the business-oriented stuff that also... I'm pretty savvy at and maybe I should kind of gear some of my solo episodes on so um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and find it valuable and if it is definitely save it so you can re-listen to later on but before we dive in just want to do a quick quick solo chat on gratitude and kind of what I've been up to so It is currently early May, and it is finally nice and consistently warm-ish for spring in in recent weeks. It was a little bit chillier. There was one day I was actually wearing a winter coat, to be honest, and I was really confused with myself, too, because I'm like, I don't feel right wearing this. At the same time, it was like 50 degrees, and so I just was confused. You know, I felt like my trench coat wasn't going to be heavy enough, so... Anyways, I am really grateful that the weather is warming up and it's just like nice and spring sunny weather. But I'm also really specifically grateful, this is like kind of random, but really grateful for this young high schooler I met she's a senior I met her through my skating job over the winter season when I was coaching at the Central Park Ice Rink and she's also a figure skater she's 18 and recently just went through all of her college applications and figuring out where she's going for school but she's so mature for her age especially just because of the life circumstances she's gone through and everything she's just been through for her age it definitely showcases in the way she speaks and the way she thinks and everything she's done in life at the age of 18 Um, but I've been hanging out with her every now and then and just catching up with her and it's been fun because I feel like (laughs) uh, I guess she's kind of told me in a way basically that I have mentored her in certain ways like there are moments that she has this question for herself she's like what would Emily do and I've been laughing because I'm like wow I, I had no idea like <laughs> there's like this level of assertiveness that she's been like learning a lot from me from and I have to say like I'm also very grateful to have her in my life even though she's you know so much younger than me which by the way I've never seen really like age difference because if you know me really well like as a friend you also know I can be like a toddler at times like I, I'm i very mature in most cases but I'm also very childish in a lot of cases too so you get this big spectrum of Emily and I think that's probably just like the funny playful side of me that I laugh a lot and I joke a lot and I'm even this high schooler like laughs because she's like you're such a toddler but I think that's why it's really fun for me to hang out with younger people who also have this mature etiquette about them because they can keep up with the mature debates and conversations I have as well as understand that I can you know just live and be a kid for a bit and so I'm just really grateful that I met her the way I did and to have a I consider her like an adventure buddy you know she's always kind of willing to do like whatever like recently we did a coffee shop workday on the weekend and it was just awesome like she actually reached out to me and she's like hey do you want to go to a coffee shop like I have a lot of homework and things to do and, you know, just to see if you have any work to do. And I'm like, I actually do, so let's go. And so I'm just really grateful to just have a very wide social circle of different types of people that fill different needs in my life. And I think that's also my way of sharing, uh, you know, if if that's been something you've been thinking about in your life, that there are certain buckets that you're missing that uh, you wish you could get filled uh, from like an external social end, maybe just be more mindful of that when you're looking for new people. Like I said, this girl, she is like an adventure buddy to me because she's young, she's always down for, you know, whatever. Whereas like some of my older girlfriends my age like might not be as adventurous in that way. Like I can definitely do the bougie things in life, but I also sometimes want to, I don't know, like take a long subway ride out to Coney Island here in New York and just like, I don't know, go for shits and giggles, you know? And, and sometimes friends in a certain spectrum of my life, they might not have the interest or capacity to do that, you know? That being said, that's why you have to be self-aware of where those gaps are and find different outlets to fill them. And that's why I really love the concept around, you know, your partner is not meant to be your everything in that case. Like, they're not meant to serve every single bucket of your life. That's Really, really hard and a really high standard to find. And that also goes for friends. They're not going to fill every bucket of your life, and that is okay. But the quicker you get to self awareness on which friends fill which buckets, that way you can go seek whichever you find a little bit of a gap in. All right. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode on all things networking effectively for job opportunities and maximizing career options for yourself. All right, so diving in to my first tip, and this is something that I actually shared with high school students at my old high school a few weeks ago when I was visiting to speak with the juniors and seniors from the high school uh, on their career day. I emphasized on being willing to work for free or very little pay for best opportunities that are rare. The reason why I share this is because something I have observed over... The younger generation, so when I say younger I'm just talking about people who are a few years younger than me, is this slight entitlement around well I should be paid for this and I would never work for free. This is something I also learned from Gary Vaynerchuk and it's, it's definitely something that I take into my own approach and something I also did do in college which is I worked for free. Now that isn't to say I am you know, being cheap and not uh, understanding my value. But you also have to understand when there are opportunities where maybe it's literally you are going to get coffee for the CEO, but you are not going to get paid. What you don't realize is that every day you are next to the biggest decision maker in the company. Even if it's a small business, maybe you are literally working alongside with the business owner, helping small different aspects of the business. You learn so much more than being on the bottom of the totem pole where you are just an intern, you're getting paid, I don't know, $10 an hour, and you're just getting your paycheck every two weeks and you're calling it a semester, you know? Now, some of you guys might argue, well, I also need to have money. That is totally fair, and again, it really depends on where you're at in life right now. In fact, I actually have a friend who works full-time, and I don't know if she's still actively doing this, but she, at one point for quite a few months, she was basically working for free for someone, it was like a startup company, and she was doing very hands-on work and kind of experimenting with her own expertise in the specific job that she was doing, as well as understanding the scope of this startup and what it's going to lead to. And again, she's working full-time on something else, so she does have income from that, but that's something that you kind of have to learn in your own way. So for me, when I was in college, for example, I did have three different part-time jobs that definitely didn't take up more than, I don't know, like 15 hours a week. So I had time to work or do something for free, whether that was blogging and photography or, Literally anything, even an internship for free. I had time and also the financial means to do that because, A, I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't have as much expenses as I do now. I was a college student. And also, I was working and building my first business at the time where I was taking in um, most of kind of like the extra disposable income. So I had for my own spending money. So again, find what works for you that can help alleviate the question of, well, where can I get money? Sometimes you're just going to have to find something that substitutes for the making money part, especially if you come across an opportunity that you know is probably going to be more rare than others, that you have an instinct feeling of, okay, I should take this on, but the only issue is it's free, how can I solve the problem of needing some side money to spend, right? So again, this obviously works best if you are listening right now and you are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old and you're still kind of in the earlier-ish years of college, this definitely, literally right now this is May, do this during the summer, intern somewhere, work somewhere for free, and then if you need something where you're bringing in money, if you don't have savings for example, then this is definitely where you can strategize, okay, this is how much time I can allocate to the free opportunity, free job opportunity, and then this is the other time I'm going to spend in bringing in some money.
1: It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a Hammond Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price of participation vary. Terms apply.
0: So some examples of working for free or very little pay is like, you know, working directly with a business owner. So in fact, I had people that interned for me uh, for school credit and it wasn't for a direct pay, but at the same time, experiencing what it's like on the other side. So this is this is also in the early days for me too, where I couldn't really afford to hire necessarily, but I also knew that I could bring extensive value to someone that's going to learn hands-on with me. So anyone that's been working with me always had experience in all different facets of the business, and that's kind of what they're looking for too. They understand, okay, I'm doing this for school credit, which when I was at Chapman, I actually had to do an internship for part of my uh, college you know, curriculum, and so it was a win-win anyways. Like, getting school credit was what I needed to graduate, and I was willing to learn more and be more hands-on, and that's something you just don't get when you are working at a company where you're at the bottom of the totem pole, you are an intern, and you're kind of just gonna be given tasks to do And, you know, every week is going to be kind of the same. And I wanted to give someone an experience where they get to see a little bit of everything I do. And then over time, whether they stay on with me or whether they move on to something else, they have a better idea of what they like and what they don't like. And in my scenario, I gave people opportunity to do like influencer partnership and and like email outreach. I gave people opportunity to do like content planning and then different email outreach and like kind of like planning uh, podcast guests, everything like that. So and as well as graphic design. So it really was just a wide range and I will touch on that point later too in why it's important to test a little bit of everything because oftentimes you think you have a concise idea of what you wanna do until you actually go and do it, and then you're like, ooh, I don't know if I really wanna go into this career. And so that's why I try, again, especially if I'm not able to pay someone or they are going to be interning for school credit specifically, that I really try to bring value on my side too that when they leave the internship or leave you know, the four or five months that they're working with me, they have a very good takeaway from the job experience. And I will say too, even if you're working directly with a business owner and that is doing a lot of silly, minimal work for them, like getting coffee or like making paper copies or whatever, I know at first that's going to seem like a waste of time. But what you don't realize is when you have the opportunity to do that at the age of, you know, in your early 20s, you get to observe the habits and the way that business owner talks, the way they make decisions, the way they close deals, the way they Uh, run their finances like all the different things of a business that maybe you'll end up taking away later on if you ever run a business or maybe you'll take on more of a heavy load let's say you're really good in accounting or finance right and then you end up doing it more specifically for a small business rather than at a big firm maybe you enjoy that more and so again you you won't really know that until you get hands-on experience which is really hard to do in a more formal corporate ladder or even like a medium business ladder type of job because you you are given the things to do versus given an opportunity to explore if that makes sense so for me that that was actually a big help too when I was working for a small marketing agency my senior year of college I actually realized I didn't want to go into digital marketing and that's also why I went into sales after was like I actually was like okay I actually am not going to go into marketing I don't want to work for a marketing company because there were just so many facets of it that I would do differently and also I I don't know I just wasn't really connecting with it at the time I wanted something more I guess (sighs) like high energy I think something a little bit more aggressive every day and that's why I really enjoyed my time at sales but then that's what happened was I took my experience in sales and then I took my natural knack for social media, branding, aesthetic, marketing, all of that, took my business savviness and combined it as a whole into create Lost Hatton, my marketing agency, in which I work with a lot of service-based businesses now to do their social media and branding. And so I wouldn't have been able to draw those together without the tiny experiences along the way. And like I said, I did that marketing internship for free uh for six months and then another uh you know five months um basically my entire senior year of college half of it i did for free but i also got school credit and then the other half i did for a hourly pay so again it is not a bad thing to be working for free even if your parents would be against it i think it's something that my parents were probably, like, I didn't really, like, share with them what I was, like, up to anyways, because I was also already having my own part-time jobs, but um, that is something that parents, I can imagine, would be like, why would you work for free? You need to be paid, like, what you're valued at, but again, um, the earlier you can do this, the better, because then there's, like, less risk, you know, And, and you have less expenses. You can eat cheaper food, and you can, like, also not go out and do all those things, you know what I mean? So... That's my first tip. My second networking tip is to stay in touch with business owners and decision makers of past companies you worked at and or people you meet along the way. So this could be at school events. So maybe there are there's like a panel that comes in and talks to you. This definitely happened my senior year of college. I remember some alumni, they came in, spoke about what they're currently doing, answered some questions, and then also was very open to connecting upcoming grads to, you know, job opportunities and things like that. So make sure if there is someone that piques your interest that you add them on LinkedIn, that you stay in touch. Like for example, I think after that, I texted or, you know, messaged one of them on LinkedIn and said, hey, just uh, connecting with you here, um, you know, you were in my class today at Chapman, just want to say thanks for coming in, learn so much and hope to stay in touch. So that is kind of like the first micro point. And if I wanted, you know, that specific job opportunity more or like wanted to check out more about their company that they were working at, I would probably push more. But at the time, I don't think I was crazy interested but it's good to stay connected and have them in your circle you know and it's nice that i customized that note when i sent them a message on linkedin so that if i were to return to follow up in the future they're going to see that first note again and be like oh okay this person met me at chapman and what staying in touch does is specifically it builds genuine relationship Right? So when the time comes and you are looking for opportunities or you're looking to chat with them further about what they do, how they do it, all of that good stuff, they're going to be more willing to help and chat with you versus feeling icky because it kind of sounds like you're just asking for opportunities. I shared this with high school students as well a few weeks ago and I told them, don't be that person that seems just like you're desperate for opportunities because that happened to me Quite a few times actually, where either girls from my school and you know, alum, whatever, they were reaching out and just trying to pick my brain as they, they were as they were saying, or they're just trying to like catch up and talk about, you know, jobs and all this stuff. And I'm like, the way you're saying it is so unappealing. And I'm sorry to say that, but you guys, that is something that is so important when you are reaching out to people, when you want to connect make sure, even if you realize, okay, shit, I didn't stay in touch, this is probably gonna come off bad, try to frame it then as a way that's it's valuable and worth their time to also connect with you, right? So I'll touch on that in a little bit on another point, but just make sure, do your best to stay in touch with people, and just ask genuine touch point questions. So, you know, I'll give a personal example, I stayed in touch with a prospective client for my marketing company, Los Hatton, for about a year and a half before they became a client of mine, before it came to fruition. And the reason why I stayed in touch was not only did I love my relationship with this woman, and I still have an amazing relationship with her, and funny enough, she's actually a sorority sister of mine, but she's... I want to say, like, probably 20 years older than me, give or take, maybe a little bit more. And so she obviously is from, like, a different school and different generation, but that was, like, a big connecting point for us. And then, you know, that built our emotional bond, emotional connection. But over time, after a year and a half, you can tell, like, I'm just genuinely interested to hear how her company is doing um, and, you know, If there are open opportunities for my marketing company to help her and her clients, um, you know, specifically in hospitality. And so at that time, over a year and a half, I followed up quite a few times, probably every four to five months to check in. And also it helps keeps me top of mind for her. Right. So she's going to always remember, oh, Emily followed up again. Good to know. And she's going to remember, oh, Emily runs this marketing agency. She can do this, this, and this. So anytime when that came up in conversation for her in big business meetings, she had me top of mind. I will say, because I worked in sales, I also learned that this is how it's going to go, especially for really, really big, at the time at ADP, we called it like big deals. But also to me, this is the same thing. For a big opportunity where there could be, you know, big revenue opportunity for the business, it's going to take longer than just, you know, two months, right? It's gonna take a while and so patience is the name of the game and it does suck but that's what you have to accept and be willing to take when it comes to just what comes with the territory of networking and getting the best opportunities because they're not always going to come right away but if you stay in touch with the right people and build genuine relationships they will come and when that door is open you're going to be ready. My third tip, which is more focused on maximizing career direction and opportunities is to try a little bit of everything. Again, especially early on, and this definitely applies regardless if you already graduated or if you are early on in college right now. So when I say try a little bit of everything, I did allude to it a little bit earlier in that, you know, for example, when someone's working with me, on my team, whether it's for What Fulfills You stuff or Los Hatton or a little bit of both, I, I really just try to give them opportunities to try everything. And every month and every other week too, when we have meetings, I'm always checking in to see, hey, how do you feel about this? Like, do you like it? Do you not like it as much? How does it feel compared to doing this, right? So I try to help guide and talk to them on understanding what they like most and what they enjoy most. And so I can try to tailor their role to doing more of what they enjoy. And that way, anything that, you know, I'm also good at and I don't need to outsource yet, I can also do myself. Or, you know, instead I just outsource to someone new. So I'll give a personal example on how I approached this when I was in college. So I did say I worked a few part-time jobs and I actually specifically worked all of them during the entirety of college. So this was probably luck on my side in not jumping around too much. The first one being that I coached figure skating for all four years, and I started this right off the bat, like pretty much the fall semester of college. I was skating during the summer, and you know, back then, for those of you, just in context, if you didn't know, I was a former competitive figure skater for about 13 years, and so at the age of 18, summer going into college, pretty much all I was doing was like skating on ice, I was going to practice and just trying to keep up my skills and then over time I was really curious about how I could get into coaching and how I could stay involved in the sport and so at the rink it was only about 15, 20 minutes from where I was living slash where my college was. So it was really easy to just end up falling into that. And it kept me pretty focused too while I was in school. It didn't didn't put me down the path of being too college-oriented and too party-oriented. But I will say this parlays over into something that I do today, which is relevant. But another opportunity that I did for four years was tutoring. So I actually tutored a family uh for 4 years it's specifically the daughter she I started with her when she was 8 years old and then pretty much um you know finished up when she was 12 or so and the tutoring was really simple i remember i was getting paid about 20 an hour and it was more so just keeping her in check and helping her Keep up with her homework and do additional work because her parents were very busy with work and they just wanted to you know make sure that their kids were on par for their academics and i actually found this job via care.com i don't know how well that website does nowadays but i remember back in the day on care.com i was i was just very hungry for different opportunities outside of working in retail that summer prior to college I had experience in working at Abercrombie and Fitch so while retail was a great learning experience and I think it is important that I had that I knew that I was ready to jump on to you know think of it like a game right you're going from level one to level two so I was ready to go to like level two something that paid a bit more and something that required me to be more creative and think outside of the box and just the family and I the chemistry between all of us it just clicked and I was with them for like Yeah, about four, four and a half years. And I still talk to them to this day. They have great business connections. And I often talk to them about um, just business advice when I'm going through something business-related and wanting to get their feedback. They've been so helpful. And so it's just crazy because it's just a family I tutored for, you know, on care.com, but now they're like an extended family to me, you know? So it's just very interesting how these things work out. And I will say... It was helpful that I was living in Southern California, so I wasn't living in a college town, but I was living in a place that, you know, you would have access to families and people outside of just the college age and the college demographics. So, again, that might be dependent on where you go to school or just, like, the environment you're at, but maybe this will help you brainstorm. And then, like I said earlier, I did a school credit internship for another marketing agency, I was working on Elite Skatewear, my first business uh, during college as well, and then of course I also tried a little bit of photography and blogging during college, again just in my free time, wasn't making money off of it, but the irony of all that is all of those skills that I worked on and the hobbies and whatever, those have built up to my current skills today that I apply into literally everything I do in my career. So for example, my marketing agency, everything I've learned from sales and business and the marketing internship I had. Um, actually as well as my, my random uh, attempts to do photography and blogging for myself as a content creator back in the day. All of that I apply in my marketing agency now. And it's funny because not many agencies have someone that is actually specifically doing lifestyle photography. They're usually probably outsourcing a photographer of some sort, but for me, just because I have that skill that I just was playing around with the camera for over the years, like I'm able to combine that in my service offering. You know what I mean? And so everything is a learning progress, I've been learning as I go, but a big part of the marketing company I have now are from the skills I accumulated over the years, literally since day one of college. And just some food for thought too, when it comes to my personal predictions on how the future is gonna be, when it comes to income streams and jobs and career direction for everyone, I think more people are going to seek to make their income stream from two to three sources instead of one main source. And this has been my personal approach for a long time, even in college, as you saw, I had a few different part-time jobs. I will say, part of it is because I, I there's like a little bit of ADHD in me probably, not that it's actually diagnosed, but like I need a little bit of, what do you call it? Like novelty, like I need a little bit of everything. And there's a lot of pros and cons to that, right? I need to be hyper-focused in order to be really good at that, but my personality gets a tad bored if I'm doing it for too long. So I need something else to hop to. So it's a, it's a strength and also kind of a weakness in a way, but I try I make it work, right? But I think back to the pandemic, that's probably the easiest example I can think of is at that time, if you only had one income stream, If you lost the job, you were pretty much fucked, right? In terms of where you're going to get your money. Whereas if you have two to three income streams, and again, this is outside of investments, by the way. Like obviously investing and all of that, that's also uh, income streams. But it takes wealth to build wealth, right? So for me, I've always been pretty adamant about having a few different sources so obviously in my case my marketing agency is my main one but I also make uh, some income from what fulfills you I also coach figure skating still and I will say because I experienced coaching in those years I'm able to price my hourly rate at a five plus year experience level instead of one to two years of coaching experience right so once again that was like kind of compound interest in a way of like all those years of effort I put into coaching early on in college has now trickled over to what I'm doing now where it's such a joy for me to go to the rink to teach once a week and to be able to of course make some money with that as well but it helps kind of keep my my weeks and my days a little bit different versus having the same thing every single day which for me I couldn't do because I just know my personality I would drive myself crazy. Okay, my last tip is around networking and just connecting with people. So when you are asking to connect with someone, make sure that you think of what value add you are giving them, because remember they are giving you their free time. So what is their gain in speaking to you, right? So I alluded to it earlier, but there's nothing that is more annoying than someone that says they want to pick my brain. I've also heard other people who also are very busy or not even just busy but value their time that they don't like when you say you reach out and you want to pick their brain be as specific as possible if i am reaching out to someone and i want to connect with them i always try to be as specific as possible as to my intention with why i'm reaching out and why i'm specifically you know let's say i'm let's say i'm reaching out to a ceo and i tell her that i would like to speak with her about her experience in, I don't know, designing handbags, okay? I'm just making shit up. But that would be like an example of my intention, and then now I have to back up why I'm interested, and also, once again, why it's worth her time to speak with me, right? So maybe I know that she loves to give back and share her knowledge. Maybe she's a little bit older, so maybe that way I can kind of frame it like that or maybe I know that there's a possibility that we could collaborate in some way or again I'm just making up a scenario but you got to really think in their perspective before you reach out and ask because you want it to be worth their time and also that shows that you are respectful it shows that you put thought into it because how many people do you think reach out to these people in hopes to get five minutes of their time or to pick their brain or to ask them about this right so be mindful of that when you are reaching out to people that you do want to connect with and then of course too if you want to see if there are job opportunities or opportunities for you to explore working at that company that they're at just ask them tell them right don't be hesitant and don't beat around the bush tell them that you know Hey, I just also want to let you know I had a great time speaking with you today about XYZ topic and I'm really interested in also potentially working at your company. So if there are opportunities coming up in the near future, I would love to stay in touch and for you to let me know if that's the case. Okay, so don't beat around the bush because if you don't ask for it and if you don't tell people that there is something that you're looking for or that you want it, how can they know? So you can't blame them for not reaching out to you when something comes up if you never told them that that's also something you are looking for. So that is all for my four tips on how to network effectively for job opportunities and maximizing career options for yourself. So to round it up again, number one, start early as much as you can and be willing to work for free or very little pay, especially for best opportunities that are rare. Number two, stay in touch with business owners and or big decision makers, whether you worked with them or not. Number three, try a little bit of everything because this will help you learn what you like, what you don't like, and this will maximize more opportunities for which direction you go in later on. And lastly, when you are trying to connect with people, think of what value add you are bringing to the table. If you enjoyed this episode and you think this would also be helpful for your friends, please be sure to share this with them. Text message, Instagram story, Insta DMs, wherever. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, it would mean the world if you take a few seconds just to quickly rate and review the podcast. Again, that is available on Apple and Spotify and all of the podcast merch, including the best-selling card game, which you can use for journal prompts is at you.com. You can find the journal as well, the card game as I mentioned, the hoodie and other fun merch. Some of them are limited edition so when they are sold out, they are done. So definitely go check it out at whatfafillsyou.com. Thanks again for tuning in today. I will chat with you all in the next episode.